What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday to you all. We are one day closer to the weekend, and you know what that means. We are one day closer to another Penn State football Saturday. We have the Terps in College Park, 3.30 on FS1. I will get into that game here in a little bit. We will talk about the Ohio State game, some of the key takeaways um, from that game, from my perspective, what I think that game really did for the program, um, and kind of what it told me, even in the loss. So I'll dive into that in a little bit. We'll get into the Saturday slate here coming up momentarily. But first, you guys know the drill. These are the Penn State Quick Slants. I am your host, as always, Stephen. I am one half of the We Got Next podcast duo between myself and Christian Hayes. Shout out to Christian. You can go follow us on Twitter. I am at Stephen underscore Springs. Christian is at AO Shifty. And the We Got Next podcast is at We underscore Got Next. You can go like and subscribe to us on YouTube, as always, and go follow us on Spotify. And I say it every week, and like I always say every week, I will continue to say it every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support. Last week was a big success. Um, I plan on doing that a little bit more often as the season um, winds down, and I'll obviously do that in the offseason. Going to have more guests. Um, We'll have a big guest next week. Um, We'll have Jordan Hill on next week. Um, You hear that, guys? I'm announcing right now, Jordan Hill, next week. So Jordan, if you're listening, and I know you will, you have no choice but to come on next week because I'm announcing it on the show for everybody to hear. So don't disappoint my audience. Um, okay, so having said all that, having kind of put that out of the way, let's get into the football. Let's get into the Saturday slate. Um, some decent games coming up this weekend. Starting with the noon hour, as we always do, Missouri taking on number one Georgia. And of course, these rankings reflect the new college football playoff rankings um, that came out on Tuesday and that will come out every Tuesday. Penn State, unfortunately, was not in the first 25 ranking, uh, the first top 25 rankings for the playoffs. Um, Not overly surprising. That Illinois loss is really, really painful. And usually a 5-3 and three team doesn't get a lot of love, even though we do have wins over some top 20 teams. Um, you know, it is what it is. I, it's, it's our own damn fault for losing to Illinois, but I digress. Number, number one, Georgia takes on Missouri. Number five, Ohio State travels to Lincoln to take on Nebraska. Number nine, Wake Forest. Golly. Number nine, Wake Forest travels to Chapel Hill to take on North Carolina. Uh, Liberty takes on number 16, Ole Miss. Illinois, speaking of them, they take on number 20, Minnesota. Number 25, Pitt travels to Durham to take on Duke. Let's go to the 3 o'clock hour. Number 3, Michigan State, after that big win against Michigan last weekend, goes to West Lafayette to take on Purdue. Tulsa takes on number 6, Cincinnati. Cincinnati fans are very angry about them being number 6 in the rankings, but the Cooper 5 team never gets any love, so that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Long way to go in the season, um, so Cincinnati does have a lot of chances to climb up. Um, a team that Cincinnati beat earlier in the season, number 10, Notre Dame, takes on Navy. Number 11, Oklahoma State, travels to Morgantown to take on West Virginia. Number 12, Baylor, takes on TCU without Gary Patterson, Gary Patterson for the first time in, I think, a couple, almost a couple of decades. Number 13, Auburn, who Penn State beat, takes on number 14, Texas A&M, in College Station. That would be a big... Uh, That'd be a big win for Auburn, a big win for Penn State fans to look at. Um, I know that most people think the season is over, with us being 5-3, and three, but it still boosts our resume and should make you feel good if a team like Auburn goes into College Station and beats Texas A&M, a team who beat 
Alabama. Number 21, Wisconsin. Another team that Penn State beat travels to Piscataway to take on Rutgers. Um, and of course, Penn State and Maryland. We'll get to that game shortly. Number 17, Mississippi State takes on Arkansas. Number 19, North Carolina State takes on Florida State. Number 22, Iowa travels to Evanston to take on Northwestern. Number 23, Fresno State hosts Boise State. Number four, Oregon travels to Seattle to take on Washington. Uh, Indiana travels to Ann Arbor to take on number seven, Michigan, who Penn State has next weekend. A couple of unranked matchups um, that have some, you know, some power to them. Florida takes on South Carolina, and Clemson travels to Louisville to take on um, the Cardinal. Texas takes on Iowa State, and to close the night for you late night people, number 24, San Diego State travels to Hawaii to take on um, the Warriors at 11 o'clock on FS1. Okay, that is the Saturday slate for you guys. Um, let's jump into the Ohio State game from Saturday. Um, disappointing, yes, I know. Um, I don't know how many people actually anticip- anticipated us getting getting the win. I don't know how many people thought we even had a chance to be in that game. We were more than in that game. And there were moments in that game where I thought we were the better team. There were moments in that game, and I watched it with my brother-in-law, and there were moments in that game where I looked at him and I said, we we got this. Like We're going to make that next play, and, and that's going to put us over the top. And that next play just never happened. Ohio State, honestly, they only beat us on three plays, but those three plays resulted in 21 points. The Scoobin score at the end of the first half, dude, that that is, man, that play bothers me because that just, that shit just never happens. A Scoobin score is rare um, in itself, but like a 60-yard Scoobin score by a 300-plus pound defensive lineman with literally no, no offensive player chasing him down whatsoever. There wasn't anyone within 20 yards. The people in the stands were closer to that guy than the players. And it was so demoralizing. If you think back to the, the Penn State-Ohio State game in 2018, Penn State is up, uh, Penn State's up 13-0 and, and driving it in the first half. And Miles Sanders fumbles the ball. Ohio State goes down, gets a touchdown, 13-7 at halftime. Ohio State has the ball to start of the second half. They score, get a touchdown. It's 14-13. Boom. Complete game changer right there. Same thing. It's 10-7. And even if Penn State, even if Penn State drives and doesn't get any points, it's still 10-7. And we get the ball to start of the second half. And we, you know, we we saw what happened. We drove down and scored. And if we go down and get a field goal, it's 10-10. Same thing. We go down in the second half, we score 17-10. And the extreme would be we get a touchdown, 14-10. And then we go down in the second half and score again. 21 to 10. I've been thinking about that way too often. You know, I've been thinking about that play. I've been thinking about Chris Olave. So that's that that scoop and score was the first play they beat us on. The Chris Olave touchdown. The the worst part about that is Chris Olave is a great receiver, right? Probably gonna be one of the first offensive players taken off the board, one of the first skill guys. He had three catches, 44 yards. He had 38 of them on that one touchdown. Let me repeat that. He had three catches, 44 yards. He had 38 of them on one play. 
That is so demoralizing to know after the fact. And Trayvon Henderson. That's that Alave touchdown catch was the second play they beat us on. The Trayvon Henderson run, 68 yards. He had 152 for the game. He had almost half of them on one run. They scored three plays later. So those three plays, and there were some other plays. Um, Smith and Jigba had, had a long catch and run after we scored to start the second half. Um, that was kind of demoralizing. They only got a field goal out of it. But nonetheless, you know those types of plays, so demoralizing. And we just never had... We just never had that play. We put some drives together, and those were some of the those were some of the drives where I looked at them and I'm like, okay, right now we look like the better team, and the way our offense and the way I mean the way our defense was playing and holding those guys in check, we were getting some pressure on C.J. Stroud, forcing him to make bad throws. Uh, we were kind of bottling up C, uh, Trayvon Henderson for the most part. You know, he broke that long one, like I mentioned, but he he wasn't doing much prior to that. And as the game went on and they kept feeding him, you know, his numbers went up a little bit, of course. But um, we just we just never had that big play. We just never had um, a scoop and score. We didn't have a long touchdown catch. We didn't have a long run. I mean, obviously, we didn't have a long run. The team had 29 carries for 33 yards total. I mean, you know, like that's Ohio State had more team carries than we had rushing yards. Let that sink in for a minute. Um, so, but, but again, Jahan Dotson, 11 catches, 127 yards, Parker Washington, nine catches, 108 yards, Lambert Smith had four catches, Theo Johnson had four catches, but none of them, other than Brenton Strange, that first touchdown, none of them had touchdowns. And, you know, we got some rushing touchdowns, uh, you know, randomly, you know, with, with Jahan Dotson and Kevon Lee had one, but Again, we just we just never had those never had those big plays, and I said, uh, and I have been saying it for a long time. I've been waiting for Sean Clifford to have that big game, that big moment, and that first touchdown when we drove down and he and he found Brent Strange for you know eight, eight, I think it was eight yards, ten yards or so, and he got it in. You know, he looked so confident. And he had a little swagger about him, you know? And we hadn't seen that since the first half of the Iowa game. We hadn't seen that Sean Clifford. And I never really wanted to get ahead of myself in this game because I know how these games go and I know how they usually end up. But I couldn't help myself. I'm like, damn, that's a Sean Clifford that I've wanted to see for a long time. And if he keeps that up and the way our defense is playing and the way we can get stops and maybe cause a couple turnovers... You know, this could be this could be that game. And you look at the the completions and the attempts, um, and, and you look at the yardage, thirty five to fifty two, three hundred and sixty one yards, but one touchdown and one pick. A very crucial interception. And he just, you know, the fumble that led to the scoop and score, the crucial inter- interception. Um, it it was, again. We just never had those plays. And we had a lot of opportunities, but we just never had that big play. And I kept I kept saying, you know, it, it's coming. I feel it. I feel something's going to happen. And it just never did. And it's so, um, it, it was so demoralizing for it to not happen and for it to happen and for it to happen to Ohio State three times. And for those to all result in touchdowns and points and, and really put the game away, um, 
you know, it's just, it was tough. But again, Ohio State is the better team. They have been for the last 15, 20 years. I mean, we get a couple wins on them every now and then. You have a team like Penn State or Michigan State or Wisconsin come along, win the Big Ten, you know, every handful of years. But it's been Ohio State's conference for the last 20 years. And we've come so close and we've had some we've had some games and we've had them on the ropes and we've really you know 2017 2016 was a weird game much like the scoop and score you don't often win the game on a blocked okay there's there are definitely blocked field goals returned for touchdowns but you don't usually win the game on those with four minutes left in the game usually the other team has a chance to get to get down and score a touchdown but that was kind of a we, we won the game, sure, and we, we, we made the stops after that touchdown to win the game, but it was kind of a, a fluky a fluky type of win, if you will. Uh, but we went on to win the Big Ten, and it was great, and that was one of those random years that a team that wasn't Ohio State uh, won the Big Ten. And then 2017, 2016 into 2017, I thought that was the, the momentum shift. And 2017, we had them. Up 18 in the third, Saquon Barkley, McSorley, you know, Kasiki, we had NFL talent all over the field, but we just couldn't get it. Again, we had moments. Barkley re- returns the opening kick for a touchdown. You know, we had touchdown after touchdown drive. We had some awesome plays. Um, if you remember DeAndre Hopkins, or yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins um, with a touchdown that was initially called an interception, and then it was ruled a touchdown, possession. You know, we had some big plays in that game, but we just let it slip away. 2018, same thing I mentioned earlier. Miles Sanders with the fumble at the end of the first half, and we just couldn't get the momentum back. Uh, 2019, that was that was a tough game. You know, the, the Ohio State ended up going to the national title that game um, or that season. In 2020, whatever, and then this year again, we had them. You know, we didn't, we just, but we just couldn't put them away, and we just couldn't make those plays to do so. And I think that's just the difference, the difference maker when you're playing a team like that is you need to have those plays. Some of them it's luck, but you need to have those plays and you didn't, you need to not shoot yourself in the foot with, with turnovers and penalties. Um, and we had some penalties that, that, that kept some drives going for Ohio state. We had some holding calls and it just, again, we had moments, but against a team like Ohio state, you, you can't have moments. You got to have damn near 60 minutes of great football. And I think right now, talent-wise, I think this is the closest that we've been under James Franklin. I think it's the closest we've been in a long time. If you look at the talent that was on the field, not not going to the two deep and three deep, but if you look at the talent that was on the field Saturday night in Columbus, it was outside of a few positions. I mean, we, we were matched up really well. You know, obviously the the running game was was Ohio State's favor, and I think the two other areas that we're we're getting there, but we're just not there yet, are the offense and defensive line. Offensive line, we all know that's been a struggle since James Franklin has got here, but I think we're we're starting to turn the corner. I think we're starting to you, you saw some you saw some physicality, and I know, like I said, we only had thirty three rushing yards, but you saw some you saw something there. And you hope that this team can really hold on to that and, and take it into Maryland and, and really start to build on something. 
hey, look, we guys, we have a lot to play for. I know nine and three, potentially ten and three, is not where we wanted to be at when we were five and zero against Iowa, and definitely not what everyone thought we were going to be at before Sean Clifford went down. But nine and three, and getting a ten win season still, and rolling into next year and starting to build off of that, we, there's still a lot to play for. There's still a lot to play for. It starts this weekend. We have two massive games left on the schedule. You know, I, I know, I know every game is big. Want to know every week. Got to take care of Maryland first before we look ahead. But we have two massive games. We have Michigan at home, and we have the number three team in the country at their place. Number number three right now, Michigan State, at their place um, later on down the road. So we still have a lot of opportunities to make some statements, and people will be like, okay, yeah, that, that Penn State team, yeah, they, they had a little bit of a – a little bit of a slip in the middle of the season, and that that Illinois win is still going to be very, very haunting. I think for a lot of us for the next handful of years and potentially decades. But there's still a lot of opportunity for us to show people, hey, this Penn State team is still really good, and this Penn State team is still one of the better teams in the country. And I think the way our defense plays and some some of the confidence I think that our that our offense built from Saturday night knowing that we can compete against a team like this. And we got to show that on Saturday in College Park. And we got to blow Maryland out of the fucking water. You know, I, I know they got they, they got us last year, but we got to blow them out of the water, guys. We got to go in there and we got to we got to make it we got to make it happen. Okay? I'm going to the game. Family's coming to town this weekend. We got to blow them out of the fucking water immediately. And we got to we got to establish a run game. I hate saying that every single week, but we got to do it. And like I said, we I saw some physicality there. Some. Some. Not a lot. But I saw some physicality there. And there there were some holes. They weren't big, but they were, there were some holes there. Um, Sean Clifford, like I said, he had some swagger to him. He had some confidence, made some mistakes, which, which we know. But I think he's, he's getting back to that Sean Clifford... And he's he's got a couple more opportunities left to say, hey, I'm you know sure we we had some we had some slippage in the middle of the season, but I'm still you know I'm still a legit quarterback. So plenty of opportunity left in the left in the season for us to kind of make some make some waves and hopefully ruin someone's season along the way. But I think going back to it, I think what when I look at this game, I know we lost. I know there's no moral victories. I know we're five and three. Um, not where we want to be at, but watching this game and seeing where this team was in the second from the second half against Iowa until kickoff in the last month, everything that's been said, everything that's been written, the way we've played, the way we've looked, how everybody thinks about Penn State, and for us to come out and look like the better team at times, you know, again, I know we lost, but. This team showed me a lot. And guys, we're right there. And I've been saying it all season. We're a couple pieces away from from being that team that can finally dethrone Ohio State. And it sucks that it seems like Michigan and Ohio State are kind of coming into their own finally. I know Michigan State kind of got lucky with Kenneth Walker, who, by the way, guys, by the way, he is the Heisman frontrunner, I think. I'm not sure you can you, you can put anybody else out there. I think 
the way he's played, and I said it a couple weeks ago when I started talking about the Heisman, it, it happens every year, but that Heisman front runner, whoever it's going to be as the season starts to progress and as we get towards the end, has to be the reason why their team is winning. And Kenneth Walker was the reason why Michigan State beat and came back to beat Michigan last weekend. That was a hell of a game and a hell of a performance by him. So big shout out to him. Love watching him play. Um, but that's, you know, we're one of those pieces away. Look at look at what, I mean, I know that's a transfer and that's a completely different situation, completely different thing. But look at what one piece can do to you. Look at what one piece can can provide. And we've, Penn State's had that over the years. You know, uh, Derek Williams, for example. One piece can change your entire program. Micah Parsons. I know it's a different scenario. I know that we didn't get the, the full effect of Micah Parsons and and all that, but you, you can see what someone like that can do. And unfortunately, someone like Justin Fields. Justin Fields I, you know, was supposed to be that guy. He was supposed to be that name that comes in and really changes things and brings other guys in, brings other talent in, brings other top recruits in, and, and we develop those guys, and boom, there we are at the top. And that didn't happen. And now we got Drew Allar coming in and Nicholas Singleton and Caden Saunders and a lot of those guys coming in. A lot of those guys who can potentially play right away. And we're going to have a lot of talent next year. Offensive line is going to be a year better. You know, our running backs are going to be a year better. And I know that they, they fucking better be better next year, right? But you guys know what I mean. They're going to be a year more experienced. And one of the areas, one of the other areas that Ohio State was clearly better at than us was the defensive line. And usually we got two or three guys deep, and usually that's our strongest point uh, on our entire team. But this year was a little different. Thank God for Arnold Epicady, who's dominating this year and really raising his draft stock. Losing P.J. Mustafer, and it's just losing P.J. Mustafer. it's not just losing a guy who was starting to come on strong and the leadership qualities that he presented and the talent that he has, but it's just schematically what he was going to be able to do you know, take on double teams and allow you know linebackers or allow for single you know one on ones for for the for the ends and all that kind of good stuff. So that losing that a piece like that is tough. But our linebackers are playing great. Ellis Brooks, Curtis Jacobs, Brandon Smith, those guys are playing awesome. Our DBs, you know, there was there were there was a couple a couple mishaps in in the game on Saturday night. But you're going up against some of the better receivers in the entire country. So, but I think for the most part they held their own. Um, it, it, you know, I think overall this team is a lot closer than people maybe want to make it seem. I think this team is a lot closer than a lot of people want to, want to believe to beating Ohio state and to being that team. But I go back to saying it again, you can't have moments against, against teams like Ohio state and you can't have moments in a couple weeks against Michigan or down the road against, against Michigan state. You can't have moments against those teams. You gotta have, you gotta have complete games. Um, gotta have complete games and you know, it, it's, it's building guys. It's building. And I, and I said it last week when I, when I gave the, the quote unquote state of the union for, for the, for the program, man, we are, we're close. We are, we are so close. We're heading in the right direction. I believe in the direction this team is heading. And I, I, it, the chatter, I've kind of stayed away from the message boards and listening to interviews and, and whatnot with, with Franklin and company and, hearing what everybody has to say, but it, it kind of seems like this this three-game losing streak is kind of, you know, slowing down the momentum on the 
on the James Franklin at least coaching rumor uh, train, but I'm sure the 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 uh, the people who want him out, um, they're probably putting the for sale signs in front of his house as we speak. But we're heading in the right direction, and I think this, albeit a loss, this game I think should give you guys a lot of confidence in and how this team can play. And with a quarterback like Sean Clifford, who's maybe not really the guy that we that we need right now, um, and for us to not have a running game, um, for the defense to keep bending and bending and bending, um, I think this game should give you guys a lot of confidence in, in what we're building and where we're going with a lot of the, uh, with a lot of the young pieces that we're going to have. When you look at Parker Washington, Keandre Lambert-Smith, Theo Johnson. You look at those guys. You look at, you know, guys like Kevon Lee. You those guys are those guys are going to be, be the guys next year to to carry this team. You know, Kevon Lee potentially, literally. Um, Noah Kane. We don't know what he's going to do. I I would imagine he comes back. And all I have a a whole thing planned for after the season and and touching on all this stuff. And you know, the, one of the bigger questions now is as we approach that time of the year. What's Sean Clifford going to do? You know, he still has a sixth year of eligibility left. Um, I, I don't see him staying. You know, if he if he, if he does go, and I'm kind of getting into something I don't really want to get into right now, but if he if he does go, there's a, a big question about who uh, who's going to be the guy. You know, Taquan Robertson still going to be around. Christian Bayou. We have Drew Allar coming in. We have a couple other guys who are going to be on the roster. So, um, you know, that's something that we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But again, we still have. Four more opportunities to show what we got. Four more opportunities to, to get back on the on the right side of the win column starting this weekend in College Park, 330 FS1. Penn State currently is favored um, by, I think it's 10. It was 11 and a half to start, but I think it's 10 now. Um, just a couple couple quick notes about this game, a couple stats for you. Penn State is averaging 26 points a game, Maryland 29. Penn State's allowing 17 a game, Maryland's averaging uh, 30. Total yards, Maryland is averaging 431 a game, Penn State 375. Of course, most of that is passing. 267 for Penn State, 309 for Maryland. 108 yards on the ground for Penn State, 121 for Maryland. Yards allowed, Maryland's giving up over 400 yards. Um, Penn State's allowing 342. 193 through the air, 148 on the ground. Maryland, 241 through the air, 161 on the ground. Um, both teams 5-3. Uh, both teams want to get back on the in the win column. Both teams want to want to show what they can do, finish out strong, and you know it, it's 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 one of those games where Penn State owns the series and Penn State owns the the points, but Maryland got the best of us last year. A lot of teams did get the best of us last year. So going down to College Park again, like I said, I'll be there with with the family. Going to go into the game, going to enjoy hopefully a nice ass whooping. I'm going 45 to seven. Got the good guys. Finally bounced back. Love putting an ass whooping on, on, on Maryland. So hoping that happens. Um, remember, guys, we're we're heading in the right direction. Um, we have like a, like I've been saying, we have a lot a lot of chances the rest of the way to prove that we are still a good team. A lot of chances. We're heading in the right direction again. Um, so just enjoy it. Four more games. Enjoy your Friday coming up. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy your Sunday. Next week, Jay Hill is joining us. Jay Hill. Don't disappoint the audience. Remember, guys, we are.